This is another New Normal podcast where I try to learn more about how people experience the digital world around them. My name is Andrew Mayer, founder of Digital Done Right, where I work with businesses on new ways of working, communicating, and of course, designing excellent online experiences. Today, I've got Will Helliwell with me. He's a Python programmer. But hang on, stop, stop. No reason to bounce from this podcast yet. I promise we're not gonna talk much about programming. He's also a musician and deep into productivity. This is why I think you might wanna stick around, hear what he has to share, and some of the apps he uses. It does get a bit geeky here with some programs like Descript, Notion, and ClickUp. But I've got links down in the description below to resources which might help you get an idea what they do. I will ask Will about the first photo he posted on Instagram. What was the motivation behind his song, Library? What creativity and programming have to do with one another? Also, my freelance business has finally taken shape and almost ready to present to my first client. This has honestly kept me really busy the last few months, and that's why the podcasting's been, at best, erratic. Sorry for that. I did mention in a recent episode that I would be mixing it up the way I make these podcasts, not only with interviews, they take a lot of effort, but also just sharing tidbits of what I'm learning and doing as well. Enough of me talking. This is New Normal with Will Helliwell. Quick warm-up question to get you started here. I came to meet you on Twitter as Notion Dad or Will the Productivity Dad, but I've learned doing a little bit of research, you are programming, working on communication solutions and other things. In the evenings, you make templates for apps like Notion and ClickUp. On the weekends, you seem to be a composer, mastering engineer who also has an IMDb listing. You have a few websites, SoundCloud, YouTube since 2013, Twitter accounts, Somewhere in there, I think you're also a dad. You did mention there's a one-and-a-half-year-old in Zoom. How yep. would you best introduce Will? I would say I'm Will, and I am creative to my detriment. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've tried a lot of things. So I tried to do music. I went to music college. I dropped out of normal college. So I used to be doing... I used to be academic and doing maths and further maths and philosophy. And then it got quite difficult and my parents let me drop out of college and go to music college instead. So I spent two years playing guitar and that sort of kicked everything else off. And I played in some function bands and that was kind of the start of my creative journey and realizing, oh, you could make money out of being creative. So ever since then, I've been trying to do different things. And one of them was get into the video game industry with my music and composing. And then that is very like niche and cottage industry. So it's really hard to get into. And I kind of found Notion and it turns out that productivity and that sort of stuff turned into a hobby of mine somehow. Not quite sure how that happened, but it became a hobby. And I realized there was a lot of creativity in that as well. And I could yeah put all my creativity into that while still doing a bit of music on the side. So that's where I jumped from music to productivity and Notion and uh, I do engineering and coding as my day job. So a lot of stuff going on, but creativity, I think, is at the heart of everything there. And you have a young child and you have a young dog also <laughs> to take care of. Yes, I have a one and a half year old. She's at nursery every day and then have a dog who is sitting behind me right now who will hopefully stay quiet and fast asleep. <laughs> do, you, do you remember what your first post was on Instagram? 
on Instagram? No, I have no idea. How about that? No. It's so well, this is just part of what I do. It's you yeah. and your band. Something is this my wine? personal Instagram? Is it the Brandywine Trio? Yeah, the Brandywine Trio, and you played a wedding. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was it. That was that lasted for a few years. It did. It was good fun. We were a jazz function band and would go to weddings and we would sit in the background and play some relaxing jazz while everyone ate their dinner. And then we progressed and bought a PA sound system and turned into a full band so then they could hire us for the evening as well if they wanted us to perform. So yeah, that was good fun. I enjoyed that. Well, that was all, <laughs> all pre-pandemic, of course. You've been on Instagram for, for many years. The reason I reached out to you to ask you for the podcast, you mentioned an application called Descript. I've never spoken about Descript here on the podcast, but maybe you could describe for the listeners, what is Descript for you? And why has Descript motivated you to think about restarting a podcast? Sure. So I've only just come across Descript. So I had a podcast called ComposerCast, and it kind of lost its way a little bit, but it was mostly about video games and the music around it. And it used to take me a long time to edit, like ages. And I'd sit down in Reaper, and I would have to cut all the bits. And it was I had a co-host as well. And we were, we were recording everything inside virtual reality. So... We had our headsets on, we had the video, we had the co-hosts, and we were interviewing people at the same time. So you've got all these tracks going on. It was a lot of editing time. And then my uh, my daughter came along, so I had to stop that. And then I saw Descript recently and thought, ooh, that looks amazing. So it transcribes everything for you. Like, obviously, you know, um, but it caught my attention because, yeah, it transcribes everything for you. And you can just chop up the video by editing the transcription. So it's like editing a Word document. And when I saw that, I just thought that's so fast. And then I saw on top of that, you can use it as an actual editor. So you can layer sounds and video and things on top of that. So that really speeds up the process. And then on top of that, it had the studio sound built into it. And I, I had a look at that and that was amazing. So you click a button and it gets rid of all the echo, like the room I'm in right now, I'm down the shed in the garden. And it, so it's quite echoey. I put a bit of sound dampening up, but it just gets rid of all that and levels everything and does it all for you yeah so basically saves so much time and that caught my attention i thought oh now i can save that much time and now my daughter has a bedtime and she goes to sleep and she doesn't wake up in the night i can <laughs> legitimately sit down and have three hours and go i can record a podcast i can edit it i can export it all in an evening it can be done i thought oh okay maybe i should start start a podcast again because it's fun i like talking to people I like getting to meet people like you and chatting about interesting stuff. What would your yeah. what would your podcast be about? You've got some ideas? I think, so I haven't looked into what niches are popular and all that sort of stuff, but based on my own, what I would like to do, I think it would be around workflows and systemizing things and productivity um, and talking to people in that industry, like maybe other freelancers who have gone into businesses and, hey, how did you make this business more productive? How did you improve their workflows? Because there's so, so many different apps and so many different ways of approaching it. I think there's a lot there that people can learn from, even just with their own systems. So like I've started systemizing how I write blog posts. And again, that saves me loads of time. You could probably just talk about your own systems to start with for the first 
10 episodes show some of your failed attempts and how you <laughs> got around them and fixed, uh, found another way to solve it. I, I've learned a lot about Notion on Twitter, but I spent a lot of time just on YouTube. People just making YouTube uh, videos where they just screen capturing their screen and showing how they build something. And, and I just, it blows my mind because I'm not creative enough to go in and try things out. And if somebody shows me that it's possible, then I'll figure out how to get it there. But I don't have the creativity to go think of it myself. Descript for editing a podcast, like you said, it's, it's like a Google Google Doc, right? You can just say yeah. that those three sentences that Andrew just said after your answer, <laughs> I'm going to take them out of the podcast before I publish it. I just go highlight it and delete it and it's gone and it takes care of all the cuts for you. It's just amazing. And the ability to auto-recognize filler words like, um, ah, uh, now that I've said that, that's going to come up on your transcript, me going, um, yep. but you can do it again at a click of a button, remove, remove all of those. And that just, it makes the podcast sound clearer as well because you don't have as many stops and starts and pauses. I do get asked by people who listen to my podcast about how do I start a podcast, but applications like Descript, and I, I live in Germany, so I speak in German and I speak in English. I have two separate podcasts and Descript now covers both of those languages and a handful of more. And it does it really, really well. And it's just saves somebody who doesn't have the time to sit down with a tool like Reaper uh, and try to figure out how to cut and splice and join and move things around. And you, that can be a real, real mess if you don't have a lot of experience with it. Like I said on Twitter, I speak to small and mid-sized companies and I'd like you to explain how could a tool like Notion or ClickUp is another one you've recently started using mm -hmm. more basically what they are, but how could it make them more productive? So Notion and ClickUp are, I think some people describe them as productivity tools, but they're quite flexible. So ClickUp is really a project and task manager at heart. So we were using, I've got, got a day job where I do all my programming and we were using Notion there and using it as a task manager to track all our projects and all that kind of stuff. But we found it was a bit too flexible uh, was one of the issues. So I think Notion would be amazing if you are like an entrepreneur or you've got a very small, like a small team of five, maybe 10 people. Notion would be perfect for setting up a virtual hub for your team where you can all go in, you can all communicate on there, you can see what everyone's up to and you can do this for, for any sort of industry. You can add assets to there and all that sort of stuff. And basically it just gives you a single source of truth. I think that is the main thing from all these apps is you have a single place that you can go and be like, ah, that's where the information is. That's where it's most up to date. So we were using Notion at my day job and then I found ClickUp. And at the same time, we had like a, don't know what to call it, a bad actor at work, I guess, someone who was not doing the work and they were moonlighting and uh, breaking our Notion setup. Everything that I built uh, was getting a little bit broken. So... <clears throat> That's where I realized part of the issue was that notion in its flexibility, its permissions weren't granular enough, I think is the right word. So he could go in and he could break things. I then redesigned everything on ClickUp and moved, it, moved us all onto there. And ClickUp seems to be much better for big teams. It work, I mean, I use it personally as well. So it's my personal task and project manager. But using it at work, you've got different departments. We can all work together. You can really build the space how you want to build it. And the main thing is it's a single source of truth and it saves time like everything else. Once it's built, it's got a lot of automations built in. So you don't have to be a programmer or even like a, you know, a low code, no code person. You can kind of send anyone there and go, oh, do you think we should work this way? Do you think 
okay, when a meeting starts, it should be set into in progress automatically. And then anyone can go, oh yeah, I think that's a good idea. Click on automations and then go, when a meeting starts, mm. set to in progress. So it's got all these automations built in and it saves a bunch of time and just keeps everyone, everyone up to date with what's going on. And then for managers, this is where it becomes really cool. So everyone's doing their tasks and you're all getting on with your work, but you've got always that manager kind of hovering hovering over you going, oh, what have you been up to this week? What have you been doing? And you can go, this is what I've been doing. It's got like an activity feed or mm. a dashboard that you can build. You just send them a link and go, here's my work. There you go. And they can see everything that you've been doing or everything that you want to show them you've been doing. So yeah, it's got, it's got a whole load of uses. I think saving time, single source of truth, and just keeping everyone in the loop. And I'll link in the show notes to the podcast to Will's YouTube channel. You've got a couple of videos you've done on Notion. It might be a couple of months old now on how you've done and solved certain tasks there. So those who don't have any idea what we're talking about with ClickUp <laughs> and Notion, I'll put them in the show notes below the link here. You can click on just get an idea. Uh, this is this is nothing like a Google Drive. I've had people ask me that question. And I'm, I'm not a, a guru on Notion. I've just been using it well over a year. And it's just keeping my business in, it's got it structured. I, I always have templates to do things when I need to do a new blog post. I've, I've got a template ready to go and it's the Monday post. So I already have a Monday template. Everything's pre-filled out and ready to go. And then I just have to do the creative part of writing the content and then it moves on to the next step. I'm also writing a blog post right now about content marketing. This is what I talk to these small businesses about, how to up their game in contact marketing. I saw a recent article on AREFs, it's one of these marketing analytics tools, and they talk about Notion being a great example of marketing, particularly, and this would go for ClickUp as well, the way that users and developers can build their own templates and share them for free or sell them out on the marketplace is doing marketing for the product itself. I'd like to know, what's your experience been about making and sharing templates? Yeah, so... I've made one on ClickUp at the moment, but most of my templates are all on Notion. So there's a big space for lots of people making different templates for different uses on Notion. And I think it really helps people where you can share a template with someone, they can click a button, add it to their workspace, and straight away they have a workflow that you've designed for them. Um, it could be for video editing or new blog posts, that sort of stuff. And they can just see, oh, this is how to start, like your Monday one. You click a button and you've got, here's a layout of what I should write. Then it can move to the next step. So I found the template space to be really interesting because it's not just you build a template, like at the beginning, I build a template and then I put it up online and go, well, I hope somebody uses this template. That's quite cool. It really teaches you about, you've got marketing and you've got aesthetics in the template itself. You've got to build the right workflow, build the right system, and then you have to actually sell it potentially. You can do free templates as well. So most of mine are free. I think I've got two paid templates out of 12. But yeah, you have to learn there's this whole business side of it as well. So anything that you can, if you were to sell any product, it's all of that stuff that you can think of, SEO and all of those other fun acronyms. You have to learn all of that. And that's really what I'm just starting to get onto now, um, which is interesting and will hopefully get my templates out there some more. But yeah, it's it's good fun. And I think creativity comes into it again you have to be creative in your ideas because there's lots of people who make like here's a template for creating videos on youtube there's quite a few templates like that so as more people come into the space you kind of have to think about what template do you want to build that will break through like what how is your template going to be different from everyone else's 
all these templates can be can be edited yourself. So you can go in and move things around and change them up and, and do your own work there. You'd also do programming. So Notion and templates is not a lot of programming, but you also do programming. And you talk a lot about creativity. What is what is the connection for you? Because I'm not a programmer, and I'm guessing most of the people that listen to my podcast are not programmers. Maybe they are. And if you are, I'd like <laughs> you to leave me a comment somewhere on the internet to tell me you're a programmer and you listen to my podcast. What is the connection between creativity and programming for you? I think for me, it's problem solving, really. It's it's the same with making music or making videos or anything. It's you've got all these pieces lying around, all these puzzle pieces. And you. it's your job to... First of all, be able to spot them and learn how to use them and to somehow bring them together into something nice and cohesive that will work and be functional and make people happy. I guess programming maybe doesn't do that, but the end result generally does if you're making something good. So I think that's the creative part there is it's all these puzzle pieces lying around. You have to put them together and make them work. And so if I was writing a track, I would do the same thing. I think, right, well, I want these kind of drums. Okay, so then, oh, but I I want some piano. Okay, and then I want some violin, and then I've got to bring them together. But now I've got to mix them properly, and it's the same with programming. Mix them all together, make sure everything's commented properly, and sort of explain why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and then at the end of it, you've got all these little bits of code, and they all just work together and create something, I don't want to say beautiful, but if it was music, then that's the sort of analogy I'd make. It's like, yeah, you put it all together, it creates something lovely and people can enjoy it. Same with programming. Put it all together, put it out there, and people can enjoy whatever it is you've you've made. So I think that's the that's how I sort of connect the two with creativity. Yeah. I was listening to one of your tracks as part of my prep for the interview. <laughs> I haven't here today. made music in a long time now. <laughs> you have a track out on SoundCloud, I guess I was probably, called The Library. Okay. And I know I have a few librarians that listen to my podcast. What was the, and I'm going to link to in the description below for the few librarians that listen to my podcast, I'll (laughs) link this track. It's a nice track. What was your motivation? Do you remember what mood you were in, what you were thinking of? Can you remember the track? (laughs) I can can just about remember the track. It's a very old one. Um, I think that was just one of my times where I sat down and said, right, I want to write a new track. And so what I do is... I just try and get a lot of words together and I try and get something to pop out of me. And at that point it was, well, what mood am I in? I'm kind of relaxed. I've been reading a lot of books back then when I had free time. And I thought, I want to make something chilled out. And I think I made it. I don't I don't title the track till the end. I think that's part of it. So I made it and then I thought, well, what kind of vibe does this fit? I was like, oh library it's all dusty and books and smells like old books and it's lovely um the, um, the this is a very old track so I'm trying to remember, <laughs> remember exactly what i did to write it well i'll send you the link afterwards if you if, i know you you know how to get to your soundcloud yeah. if money were not in question mm. it looks like you have at least three careers right now music productivity and programming so if mm. money was not a question which of those or another one perhaps would you like to make into your main focus if money wasn't lost, I would, it would probably have to be music, but I would definitely need to add the kind of productivity side into it. I think so what I'm trying to aim for at the minute is working with clients in the productivity space to kind of make them more productive and make their workflows. But if it was just me, I think I would be doing that for myself because I find that really satisfying to always try and improve and get those systems going 
but I would have music as the end result. So I would have templates for, I want to write a new track and here's how I can find ideas quickly. And then I'd write some music and yeah, I'd put those two together. Programming for me is more like, it's how I felt about maths when I was in school. I could do it and it took a bit of effort and I could do it well, but I never really enjoyed it. It was, it was okay. It was a means to an end. So I probably just scrap that one off and just <laughs> just do music scrap and the, the day job. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope the boss is not listening to the podcast. <laughs> I have one signature question I ask all my guests. There's no wrong answer. You can go wherever you want with it. What does innovation mean to you? Innovation to me, I think rather than it just being improving incrementally, I think it's improving, but I think it's got to be about other people. So I think it's improving whatever, let's take systems or workflows, whatever systems and workflows you have, but I think it has to be at the benefit of other people. So improving yourself, but then also improving everyone around you that you can. And if everyone is all doing that same thing, then you'll have this incremental innovation shift, I think, and we'll live in a much happier world. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, Mr. Will Helliwell from the UK, thank you for taking time, your lunchtime. Unfortunately, your dog was very behaved. I don't know why you need a dog trainer now. So no, you just wait. Thank you for taking time and joining me on New Normal today. We'll be watching each other on Twitter and the other socials out there. Love to see what you've got coming, but I really appreciate you being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been good. 